Welcome everyone, you're listening to Salah's Corner with your host, Salah Muhammad. So, I have a question for everyone. Have you ever been sick or just didn't feel 100%, but from the outside looking in, you seemed perfectly fine? Something similar used to happen to me regularly. I struggled with asthma as a kid, so there were many occasions just running with my brothers or friends felt like I would pass out. Yet, to everyone else, I was just tired. Occasionally, we played football with a group of kids in our neighborhood, and I always looked forward to it. Yet there were moments when I physically felt like I couldn't play. (laughs) There was one time my brothers got so mad when I refused to play. I never shared my reasoning, just that I didn't feel like playing. In reality, I feared such a strenuous activity would send me to the hospital. While I was ultimately able to overcome many of my challenges with breathing, there are others who suffer in their professional lives due to misunderstandings of their condition. This week is Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week, so we're doing a special episode focused on awareness and the struggles associated with this disease. I sat with my good friend, Allison Hodges, owner of The Savvy Camel, a fashion and lifestyle blog, and someone who lives with Crohn's. All right, so welcome, Allison. Thanks for sitting with me. Thanks so much for having me. So when were you diagnosed with Crohn's? Um, I was diagnosed when I was 16. I was a sophomore in high school, and I just celebrated 10 years in June. Wow. So that's that's really difficult. I mean, being a teenager, having such a life-changing illness um, at the same time of going through puberty and being in high school, what was that dynamic like having to go through this? Um, it was definitely really tough. I It's not at all a glamorous disease, and at 16 years old especially, it's really hard to try to explain it to your friends and explain what's going on so they understand why you're missing school or not able to go to parties and things like that. So definitely tough at that age. So just for a little bit of background, what exactly is Crohn's and what does it do to your body? So Crohn's is an irritable bowel disease. So essentially that's the, it's inflammation of my intestines. um, And that leads to a lot of digestive issues which can cause anemia, malnourishment, and all sorts of other issues. I have a really restricted diet as a result of that. Um, But it also goes beyond the actual issues of Crohn's um, in that the medicines that I take cause a lot of side cause a lot of side effects. So I deal with that. And the biggest one would be the fact that I'm immunosuppressed, which means I catch illnesses, regular illnesses like colds a lot easier and it takes me a lot longer to fight them off. So I'm constantly sick with just regular everyday sicknesses. It it sounds like it really does a a number on your immune system was in your early years especially within college was there a struggle trying to figure out how to to balance this you know new weaker immune system and figure out what things you could do and you couldn't do which would ultimately impact your overall well-being that was definitely a really challenging time for me um i had one of my worst flares during college so i actually was I was missing a lot of class and I ended up just deciding to take a year out of school once I was in the hospital for three weeks because I had just missed so much that I wasn't able to catch up. That just sounds like something I would never want to deal with or or wish on anybody. Um, How was your dynamic with like family and friends? I just I feel like for someone who doesn't have this type of disease it's such a or, or it's not even regularly known for a lot of people makes it hard to understand some of the things that you may go through and hard to relate with friends and loved ones, especially if you have to miss events and you have to to miss outings with friends. What was that like, especially in those early years? I think um, in college it was really difficult because I guess high school I was still living with my parents and they did so much to help me through it. And you go off to college and you're on your own and it's a lot more difficult to, I guess, not have that 
immediate support system right there so it was a struggle to sort of get friends to understand what was going on with me again it wasn't something that I was at that point in time really comfortable talking about and explaining to people in really intimate detail so it was a huge challenge to really be able to build relationships when I was constantly missing out on things and another thing that I struggled with especially at that time was depression as a result of having Crohn's disease. So not only was I having difficulty explaining it to people, but I was isolating myself from people on top of that. So it was a really big challenge to build relationships during that time. I, I shared a little small story about, you know, my, my trials and tribulations with asthma as a kid, and it doesn't even remotely compare. But I, I often remember, you know, friends or like brothers telling me, um, oh, I get tired too. Your asthma isn't that big of a deal. You know, and I always used to think, you know, why don't you try breathing through a straw when you have asthma? Because that's what it feels like to me. And it, like on a smaller scale, that's what I kind of endured and and had that relationship and dynamic with some of my friends. Do you have that? Is that something that you experience even today with people trying to relate their experience with what's going on with your body? Absolutely. I think that's honestly one of my biggest frustrations when it comes to talking about Crohn's disease. And I know that people always mean well and they're just trying to sympathize with me, but it honestly feels more minimizing to me than anything else because, like you said, I just kind of want to look at them and say, it's not the same thing. Like your stomach ache is not the same thing as Crohn's disease or you really don't understand what's going on. And I think it's that's a really difficult dynamic for me because it's really hard to it's the same thing as like dealing with relationships in college it's hard to get people to understand what's going on and even when I now that I am more comfortable explaining things in more detail I think that people Crohn's is considered an invisible illness so because people can't see that I'm sick I think it's really hard for them to wrap their mind around the fact that I'm actually going through things that are more serious than what they can actually see with their own eyes um, and it can be really frustrating when people try to kind of relate to that and I know that people are only trying to sympathize and it they mean well by it, but it honestly feels more minimizing to me than anything else because I just kind of want to be like, it's it's not the same thing at all. So, Yeah, I can imagine. That's I, I think people go through this exercise in their minds that they have to make an, a strong effort to be sympathetic where sometimes it just comes off as, you know, dismissive. Do you feel like that's what it is sometimes? Yes, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you what's what's your what's your medical treatment like? Um, you know, just again to to paint a better picture for those who don't understand what trials and tribulations of what this illness takes you through. What's your medical treatment like? Uh, medicines, hospital visits. It, explain that in a nutshell. <laughs> um, it's really extensive. I take thirteen pills a day. Take seven in the morning and the rest at night. I take two shots a week. Um, I have regular doctor visits. I do. I get my blood drawn every couple of months just to check on things. I have colonoscopies once a year, so it's it's pretty intense sometimes. I have never had a colonoscopy, so having a colonoscopy once a year sounds like I want to curl up and die. So I, 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 I honestly have no idea how you do it. Yeah, it's funny because most people don't have a colonoscopy until they're much older and have to check for colon cancer and stuff. And my mom had her first colonoscopy about a year ago. And at that point, I had had 14. So I'm like, I got you beat. <laughs> so what you're saying is if people really want to sympathize, tell them to go get a colonoscopy. Pretty much. <laughs> Once a year. <laughs> um, when you, you, were, you were diagnosed in high school, um, you know, you went through college with Crohn's. Was there ever a concern for you 
um, with medical costs and treatment. Um, you know, I know obviously through those earlier years, you were you, you, your insurance was covered through your parents. Um, what was that like as you started to progress into the adult world? Um, it was pretty scary once I started progressing into like actually paying my own bills and stuff. And that was one of the last ones that my parents handed over to me. I was really, really lucky that they were able to help me out as long as they did. But it was one trying to really understand the best insurance plans and how all of that works and what made the most sense for me and just making sure that I always had enough money set aside to cover those things because it is not cheap. Once the uh, the Affordable Care Act was passed in 2009-2010, so that was pretty long after you were diagnosed with Crohn's, was, was there, did you notice a change with uh, your medical coverage, um, with your concerns with finding the adequate treatment? At that point, no. Um, again, I was still, I was just getting out of high school when that happened and I was still under my parents' insurance. And when I was like early on, they really didn't share a lot of that with me, I think because they didn't want to concern me with more than I was already dealing with, I guess. Um, so I really didn't notice it at the time, but I do remember them explaining it to me and what all had changed and sort of trying to understand that it was a good change. So I do, I did understand that much that uh, that it was it was a, a very good change but you know just within the last uh it, there's always been talk about repealing uh, the affordable care act or obamacare for those who aren't uh, aware of what the affordable care act is um within the last year there's been a lot of legislation to repeal certain aspects of it or repeal it completely just recently um, portions of the law have already been defunded and now there's possibility of insurance companies not covering people with pre-existing conditions what um does that raise any concerns for you definitely big time um especially now that i don't have a traditional job that provides health benefits and things like that um it definitely raises concern for me though because i have a pre-existing condition so if i were ever dropped from insurance like i said it's not cheap at all i would be bankrupt in a year's time trying to pay for my medicine and I can't survive without my medicine, so it's just kind of a vicious cycle of trying to figure it out and make it work and survive. <laughs> that That's the idea of going bankrupt to just be healthy is kind of, it's a sad and also absurd because there's not a lot of places around the world that that happens, you know, especially established nations. That's, that's just not something that seems right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we work together, uh, you know, full disclosure. Um, and I, I saw how this, you know, working with Crohn's really impacted, um, not necessarily your ability to work, but how much work you could take on. You know, I, I always saw a desire to, to do more and, and want to be there, not just, uh, because you were a hard worker, but because you had a really good dynamic with the people and your coworkers that you worked alongside of. And there was just a sense of togetherness, I guess, in the workplace. Uh, what were your, your, your biggest challenges with finding some understanding and finding some balance in the workforce? I mean, I think that was the challenge, was just trying to help people understand what's going on when I'm not here. I mean, I called out a lot. Sometimes it would be for a week at a time. Other days I would just call and ask if I could come in late because I needed some more time to get my energy for the day. Um, and it was just difficult to sort of get people to understand, especially in a retail job where you're working on your feet, why 
I was so limited in the things that they could get up and do without even thinking twice about. So you mentioned that um, you are you've left the workforce, um, and that you know I hinted to everyone that you're a full-time blogger now. Was this a contributing factor with uh, this this big push of leaving the workforce and, and starting this blog on your own? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that was one of the biggest factors, actually, because aside from my health limiting me and my not ability to work, but in how easy it was for me to get to work and actually be there. Like I said, it was hard to get people to understand what was going on. So in a retail commission job, it's hard to maintain a good standing when you're calling out and not there. And not in a way that people are necessarily upset with you calling out, but you just can't make sales if you're not there. Yeah. And even if it's not a commission position, I would imagine it's that dynamic is pretty difficult to maintain such a heavy workload um, and also feel like you're giving a commitment or at least somewhat of a commitment to whatever company or corporation you're working for, especially when they struggle to understand what you're going through. Um, I'm, I know I'm speaking for you, but can you speak to that? No, you're, yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. I think that was another really big challenge in that for me is I would, my husband would get so frustrated with me because I'm like, maybe I should just go into work and not call out. And he's like, you're not feeling well. You need to call out. I had so much guilt about calling out all the time. It was, yeah, it, it, it just goes on and on. It's a vicious cycle. I think you speak to that, that struggle that a lot of people deal with, um, especially with calling out and missing work. You know, there's that burden of, you know, we see the memes on Instagram, your manager is, is, 10 feet of snow outside your manager's calling you like I, I hope you can make it in because I made it in it's it's that simple misunderstanding or, or lack of understanding um, that builds that pressure of making sure that you come to work would you consider yourself an entrepreneur some days um, I do I, I definitely am an entrepreneur now I'm still trying to wrap my head around that I guess um, some days I feel on top of the world and I'm really proud of myself that I just took a leap of faith and went for it and I'm taking matters into my own hand and doing my own thing And then there are other days where I just kind of feel stuck and scared, honestly, because it's scary to not know where your next paycheck is coming from or when it's coming. And I think that sometimes makes me almost feel like an imposter because I'm not necessarily making as much money as I should be at this point in time. But I try to remind myself that all businesses take at least two years to become profitable and I'm not the only one who struggles with that and I'll get there one day. I consider you an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. There we go. <laughs> Own it, say it, love it. Yep. Um, tell us what the Savvy Camel is, where the name come from. What exactly is your platform? So the Savvy Camel is a fashion and lifestyle blog. Um, the name comes from Savvy is the only way I've really ever known how to describe my style because I don't feel like it necessarily fits in a certain genre like preppy or grungy. It's just kind of an accumulation of all sorts of different stuff. Um, and the camel is actually, I'm from North Carolina um, and my hometown is called Winston-Salem, which is actually known as the Camel City to locals. So it's kind of my homage to home. Um, And the blog itself, like I said, is a fashion and lifestyle blog. Um, My whole concept is to focus on the everyday girl and share inspiration and fashion and home decor and things like that, that they actually feel are applicable to their own lives, that they feel like they can actually go out and wear and feel confident in and not just things that they see in Vogue magazine spreads. Um, I also... In the last year or so, I really feel like I've found my voice in trying to help women feel like they're not alone in whatever they're going through. I think that it's hard, especially in this day and age of social media, to get on Instagram and just see a bunch of pretty pictures of people in really expensive clothes and think that your life is really inadequate. But just to remind them, like, it's 
it's just a highlight reel that life is not always pretty, that it's tough, and that, you know, you're not alone. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why I've started talking about Crohn's so much on my platform is just to be like, hey, I'm in a pretty outfit, but I believe me, I really do get that life can just suck sometimes. So what's um, coming from the structures of the workforce where... Uh, your schedule is very structured. The expectations are very structured. You know, you, you have everything laid out for you. It's very difficult with becoming an entrepreneur and having to make those expectations for yourself and maintain those. What's been your biggest challenges making this transition? That has been my biggest challenge. Um, I think I'm a really self-motivated person. I get an idea and I'm passionate about it and I go for it. But self-discipline is a whole different thing. It's a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. I might be motivated and feeling creative and on a roll, but I hit a roadblock and I just like, I want to give up for the day because I'm like, well, I already screwed this up, so I'll just try again tomorrow. And that's, that's not how you're supposed to do things. So that's been my biggest challenge is just really trying to stick to it when I come across a challenge or I'm just like having a creative block, just making sure that I keep doing it. What's been your biggest successes? I mean, we are, uh, people often talk about, um, you know, your challenges and how difficult things are. And, and I think as an entrepreneur, it's, it's very difficult sometimes to stop and smell the roses and take a step back and say, you know, that, that came out pretty damn good. What, what's that for you? I think my biggest success, honestly, has just been doing it um, and putting myself out there. I think Especially since leaving the workforce, I've done a much better job of being vulnerable with my audience and putting myself out there and sharing a lot of really personal things. And I think since doing that, I've seen a much bigger connection with my audience than I ever did before. And that's what right now I'm most proud of because that's what's helping me grow and create that real true connection that you need to really have a business. What... Um what advice would you provide to aspiring entrepreneurs and, and other bloggers that are trying to, to gain their footing and make an impact in their, their own world? Uh, like I was just saying, put yourself out there. I think be yourself. People say that all the time, but it's so true. I noticed once I stopped not trying to do what everyone else was doing, but once I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to talk about Crohn's if I want to talk about Crohn's. I'm going to talk about insecurities if I want to talk about that. I think once I started doing that and just being myself and using my dorky sense of humor, I think that's when I really started to see myself grow in a meaningful way and not necessarily in numbers because I see people grow at the speed of light in terms of getting a lot of followers and things like that. And sometimes I look at them and I'm like, what are they doing that I'm not? And Honestly, that's usually people who are just doing exactly what other people are doing. So they're missing that actual connection that they get from their audience. And I was reading something a few weeks back that was talking about how the numbers don't matter when you're trying to build a business in the beginning because you'd rather be talking to five people who care than to 100 people who don't. I completely agree. I think, you know, especially speaking to doing what feels comfortable and doing what is more enjoyable for you instead of creating that fake page and that 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 flake fake not flake fake blogger style um you know we try to copy and paste so much of of what we do and expect people to just follow us um you know it's an unreasonable expectation for ourselves but also an unrealistic approach to to building a genuine platform um so it's plug time how can we shop your style her style is pretty cool i am not um a girl by any means. I don't wear girls' clothing, ladies' clothing, women's clothing. All of it. All of it. Uh, but I, I, I can say that her style is pretty cool. Um, where can we find it? 
Um, so my blog, my website is www.savvycamel.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm at the Savvy Camel. Um, yeah, so check those two places out. I'm also on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. So it's the Savvy Camel, same thing. And what's happening this week in the world of the Savvy Camel? Um, this week, I am doing a very exciting uh, series on my blog for Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week. Um, I'm going to be doing a series of posts each day talking about different aspects of living life with Crohn's disease and, of course, intertwining fashion back into it because that's kind of my roots and feel like sometimes just getting dressed up makes you feel better. Getting dressed up does make me feel better. I have to agree. Yeah. So I have one last question. Um, when 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 are we going to get it like a men's look? I've done a couple. They don't seem to be super successful just because I haven't grown my audience in that direction, but I am working on it. Um yeah, I'm working on it. That's fair. That's fair. I've, I've been asking Allison this for about two years, so I'm just going to keep asking until I see it. Um, so one last thing. For those who don't have Crohn's and don't know anyone with it, what's the one thing they should walk away knowing? It was a tough question. Um, I think the biggest thing that anyone can take away when it comes to that is just to accept things as they are. You don't have to feel pity for anyone with any kind of disease, not just Crohn's. You don't have to feel pity for them. You don't even have to try to understand. Just accept that maybe they aren't feeling up to doing everything that you want to do with them. And that's just okay. It has to be that way. Okay. Um, I know I said one last thing, but now this is one last thing. <laughs> so before we go, I need you to share with me and everyone What's your most favorite thing in the world right now? Books, podcasts, new TV show. What do you, what, what you, what do you have for us? That's a good one. On the spot. I know. I'm so bad at on the spot questions. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been reading more in bed lately. I used to never, ever read. So I just finished. I know I'm like three years behind, but I just read The Woman in Cabin 10 and finished it last night. So I'm like getting excited about reading more books. I've never read or heard of that book. Who's the author? Ruth Ware. Um, she does a lot of, what's the word, uh, suspense thriller novels, which is about the only thing I really enjoy reading. I hate scary movies, but I like scary books. I don't know. That's a little strange, but we're going to end on that note. Allison, thank you so much for sitting with me. Um, again, you guys can check her out at the Savvy Camel on Instagram, SavvyCamel.com. Uh, and the Savvy Camel on Pinterest. Make sure you shop her style, like, comment, share. It's really cool. It's really relatable. And she also shares a personal connection and struggles that she deals with. Allison, thank you. Thank you. This was an honor. I want to give a very special thanks to Allison Hodges for having this discussion with me. If you can't tell, Allison and I are really good friends. So make sure you're following her on Instagram at the Savvy Camel and on the web at SavvyCamel.com. I've wanted to have this conversation with her for some time regarding her struggles maintaining health, but also establishing a normal life with a pre-existing condition. If there was one thing I could take away from our discussion, it's that as a society, we need to rally around people with pre-existing conditions, not just to ensure they have adequate health care, but a network of support as they try to balance having healthy relationships with family, friends, and a healthy career. Before I go, I just want to give a very special thanks to everyone who supported me and pushed me hard to make this podcast happen. I sincerely could not have done it without you, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please don't forget to rate and leave a comment on whatever platform you're using. If you have any questions about topics or just want to add your input or if you want to appear yourself on a future episode, email me at realtalk at 
high desperately need your attention. So for all you insomniacs out there, you'll understand me. Well, until next time, peace, y'all.